0: In Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 8, Solomon says, Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof, and the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Tonight, we celebrate the end of a thing, the end of roughly 13 years, K through 12, of education, of learning, of study, of tests, how many tests, many tests, of reading and homework and all the rest tonight marks in a significant way the end of childhood to graduate from high school is in many ways to become an adult and to become an adult means to receive new responsibilities and new freedoms for the first time in your life you have a new freedom to choose what is next right before If you were in fifth grade, guess what? Sixth grade was the next thing that you get to do. Uh, But when you graduate high school, well, there's other options. For the first time in your life, you have a freedom to choose what is next. You have the freedom also to fail or to succeed, to squander what you have been given or to turn a profit on it. These twin gifts of greater responsibility and greater freedom are what God likes to give us all at this stage of life. So how then should a young man use this newfound freedom? How is a young man to know which path is the path to success or even how to define success? It is a good and better thing, as Solomon says, to close a chapter, to end something, as we are doing tonight. But what wisdom is there for us, and really for Aiden? as he begins to write a new chapter? That is the question I'd like to answer uh, briefly now from Holy Scripture. So I have three exhortations for you, Aiden, as you enter adulthood. Three exhortations. Number one, my first exhortation is, leave childish things behind. The Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians thirteen eleven, When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. When we were boys, it was natural for us to choose the path of least resistance, to try to get the things we wanted with the least amount of effort. Laziness is not something you need to learn. It's something that comes very naturally to us as fallen creatures. And therefore, uh, because God loves us, he gave us parents and teachers and coaches to beat that laziness out of us. I hope that that's what Andrew has done in part. I uh, assume your parents have done that as well, right? The mark then of a mature man and a free man is the ability to rule over himself, the ability to exercise self-control. Proverbs sixteen thirty two says, he that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that rules his own spirit is better than he that takes a city. To govern and discipline your own thoughts, words, and emotions is to make you greater than a man who conquers a city. See, the mature man knows that cities can and have been conquered by brute force, by clever ingenuity, and even by treachery. But to conquer oneself and rule over your own passions and desires is what makes a man truly free. It is what makes a man truly great in the eyes of God. And it is only the eyes of God that the Christian really cares about. You are entering a world that is hostile to Jesus Christ and his servants. And if you would be a faithful servant of God, then you must learn the spiritual discipline of genuinely not caring what the world thinks. You must learn the spiritual discipline of genuinely not caring what the world thinks. Paul says in Galatians 1.10, For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. When we were children, we lived to please ourselves. And sadly, many American adults continue to live this way as selfish, grown-up children. But for those who want to leave childish things behind, as we all should, God alone must be the person you desire to please. God alone must be the one whose good opinion you cannot live without. God alone must be the one you want to impress. When you care more about what God thinks of you than what the world thinks of you, You are starting to make progress, and the world will hate you. You have left childish things behind and then can really embrace the freedom and responsibility that your Heavenly Father wants to bestow upon you. God loves you far more than your parents or family or future wife and children ever will. And God's love will not let you be comfortable remaining as a child when you ought to be an adult. God wants you to be mature. He wants you to be perfect as he is perfect. So flee, as Paul says to Timothy, flee youthful lust and leave childish things behind. So that's exhortation number one. My second exhortation is essential to helping you do this. And that is to seek out wise counselors. Seek out wise counselors. Solomon says in Proverbs fourteen twelve that there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. He then says in Proverbs 15:22, in the next chapter, without counsel, plans go awry, but in the multitude of counselors, they are established. There are two principles here that all of us must take to heart. The first is that we don't always know what is best for us. It is possible to be convinced that you are doing the right thing, going the right way, when in reality, it is the way of death. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. So what do you do then to prevent that kind of self-deception? Well, the answer is in that second proverb. The second principle is that in the multitude of wise counselors, there is safety. All of us need wiser and more experienced mentors to help us avoid destruction. Just as a wise king needs a cabinet of advisors to help him rule well in his kingdom, so also every young man. Right now, your kingdom is very small. It consists of yourself and your time and your resources. It's it's just you. But Jesus says that he who is faithful in the little will be made ruler over much. And so practice now for when God puts you in charge, for when God gives you other people to care for you, like a wife or children or perhaps your parents when they get older. The years, you are, the years you are about to enter, from age 18 to 30, roughly, are the years in which you will probably make the biggest decisions of your whole life. Where will you live? What career will you pursue? Will you go to college? If so, where? Who will you marry? What church will you go to? How serious will you be about following Jesus and obeying his word? These are the years in which the concrete that was poured in childhood fully sets. And then you get to build a house on top of it. And so what kind of house are you going to build? What kind of house do you want to live in? Who are you going to be? Solomon says that without wise, wise counselors, your plans are going to go awry. Kingdoms fall, houses are destroyed. And so search out and seek advice from godly men and godly women whose houses are in good order. Surround yourself with the counsel of Christians whose lives that you want to imitate. If you do this, you will find safety. And Solomon says, you will find success. Finally, my third exhortation is this. Commit everything, everything you do to the Lord. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. If you want God to direct your paths, you must acknowledge him in everything. This means thanking him for the challenge that is in front of you. This means walking by faith, trusting him, and doing whatever you set your hand to do with a whole heart that is cheerful and glad. If your attitude towards the Lord is an abundance of thanksgiving in everything, when it's good, when it's bad, then God will make it very clear to you which way you are to go. If you seek out wise counsel, you run the numbers, you make your plans, and then commit those plans to the Lord, God will promises to direct you, and he will make all your paths straight. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen.